Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. We're calling this one uh, the injury episode. Injury report, huh? Because everybody and their grandma is out with an injury. My ankle hurt. Uh, For real. That's how it seems like. So it started off on Tuesday. Gordon Hayward broke his hand on like a very weird just running into LaMarcus Aldridge play. And now he's out for six. Is they get? Did they yeah, give him six, six weeks? weeks? Yeah. After he just got what to look like, he was back to himself. That's what yeah. I'm about to say. Yeah, we, all it of these are not. You know, none of these injuries are good. But that one was the one that kind of was the worst one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at the De'Aaron Fox because he's young and they were struggling and whatnot. Um, but he was Gordon Hayward was kind of finally finding his groove. And the Celtics and were the Celtics too. Were, and uh, they were able to keep it up, uh, which they got the win. Against Shouts the out to Jalen Brown. Um, oh yeah, we gonna talk about JB. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, I just felt like, you know, um, that was that was a tough one for him. Hopefully he can come back, bounce back. Six weeks is a long time. It really is. It. Yeah. And I was listening to some other podcast. He might not be back till 2020. Was it his shooting hand? Four weeks. No, it was, no, it was his, his what, opposite hand. Well, that's good for him at least. No, it's still bad because what does Gordon Hayward love? He loves two things, basketball and then what else? Gaming. Gaming. Yeah. Oh. The man can't even hold his mouse or hold his key, keyboard because he a, he's a, a PC gamer. He can't even do the two things he loved the most for six weeks. That is crazy. Can you imagine not being able to? But when your hand is broken, it's kind of like he can do it. He gonna make no, it. but it's his offhand. So this, this is the hand that he got to use to move his character with the key many, bindings. I'm, I'm not a PC guy, so explain to me. Yeah, I don't know. When y'all I, playing PC? People that can make you, it work. Is but it like it's just like, is, he worth, is it worth doing it if you're only going to be... No, I'm base for like six months. Like your hand gonna be broken for six months, six, not six, six months, weeks. six weeks. You gotta think about this is what he loves though. He be streaming, <laughs> like I don't know. Either either way, just just get well soon. Just uh, get well soon. When you playing, yeah. When you playing PC, are you like this on your keyboard? Or no, like it's just so finger? you got the your one hand is your mouse hand. You got the other hand that's usually for your for your W A D S or whatever it is to move, and you just use the other fingers but to like, hit the, hit the are you did. Using all finger all for your fingers to really like move around. Was it? Like yeah, because yeah, yeah, you got to okay. touch multiple keys. Yeah, oh, depending on what game up. you're playing for sure. You know, sometimes they put the cast on, and you got like. A couple fingers, fingers out, yeah. Hey, but he can use his time to be with his kids. <laughs> he gets six weeks to just be straight with his kids and be a dad. But he had a whole year to do that yeah. t- a couple years ago. I mean, yeah, I'm tired like of these kids. MJ voice. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, on the, oh, is we on the same thing? Oh, um, you looking at the injury. Yeah, I'm looking at the injury report right now. So Gordon Hayward was the big one, especially again, as we mentioned, he was playing so well. Otto Porter got injured where he was in a walking boot and he's out. He was out the last game against the Houston Rockets, and now he's out against the Knicks tonight. Um, who else got John Henson been out for a minute? The the, the one that hit who me out of John nowhere. Who does John Henson play for now? He plays for the Cavs. Oh, right. yeah. Right. Um, and there is a fan page that followed me the other day of John Henson. And he had like 20 followers. You know, it's just a random player to be a fan of. Yeah. Very similar to the Aaron Baines one. But like Aaron yeah. Baines actually No, good. Aaron Baines had a, a his fan base is like yeah. 30K. Yeah, yeah. So I think this guy's trying to be that, but for John Henson. Yeah. And his tweets are good. John Henson got It's just not, it's just, it's yeah, not going to work. That's not going to work. I'm yeah. sorry. The Aaron Baines page is growing and growing because Aaron Baines is hooping, hooping. Yeah. The Suns are winning. And the Suns are right. He got more eyes on them. So um, the one that hit me out of nowhere was the Chris Middleton one. Yeah. Because yeah. the game before... Was the one where he was in the corner and he he traveled trying yeah, to get the game yeah, with a shot yeah. off, and something happened. I, I don't did During I that miss play right there? No, not in that play oh. specifically. I think they had one more game after that where something happened. I must have missed it, and he's out to to at least December fourth by CBS Sports. This is mm-hmm. where Greek Freak can make separation as an MVP candidate. Yeah, ah, if that team the, can stay the competitive. Narrative. 
uh, with Chris Middleton being out, it just speaks to his greatness. A little bit more the competitive. I think if they can go like just say he's how long said he's out. Until December fourth, at least. Okay, so what's that's almost like a month. Almost, yeah. Let's just say they play twelve games within that span. They will probably play more, and they can go eight and four, nine and three without him. I think that's good. But if they go six and six, it'll be like whatever. And then it speaks to Chris Middleton's value too. Yeah, then it would. Yeah, Yeah. it it would do that for him. I mean, yeah, the NBA is about the NBA MVP award. At least is about narrative. And that could help Giannis's narrative for MVP. But it does just suck for their team's sake because they're not an extremely deep team. They do have pieces like Pat Connaughton who will probably come in yeah. and place a big-time minutes for them. Wesley Matthews, who's already started. Cal Corver probably cracks some more rotational minutes. But um, the Chris Middleton blow is a big one. But luckily for them, they're in the Eastern Conference. So 15 mm-hmm. games without Chris Middleton, you go 7-8, and eight, you're still good because you're in the Eastern Conference. And when you come back, you'll just go on a nice win streak. Yeah, facts. Um, who else? De'Aaron Fox, another one. Yeah, Ankle that team training. had any hope of trying to like turn around. It's over it just with, got derailed yeah, completely. Kinda, yeah, that Marvin it's Bagley was a big though. blow. Now this one on top of it. Yeah, and they they have been struggling. All and it's crazy because they were the so team. Far. People were like, "Are they going to be the team that takes a step back this year?" And, and they have lived up to it. Yeah, the more when we got closer to the season, I was like, you know, I kind of I can see why people. Because at first I was like, "Damn, the Kings," but then I was like, you know what? But aside from just the wins and losses. It hurts them because they have a young core, mm-hmm. so all, they they sh- they need to be trying to play and and you know intact that young core as much as they can and grow as a young core. And all of the time is like, you know, it's just missing. Mm-hmm. Um, they just paid Buddy Hill. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. It's just a bad season for them. Disappointing. Because even if they didn't make the playoffs, you still wanted them to be somewhat competitive. Yeah, just something of the last year. A bottom feeder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, because they have what De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, uh, Buddy Hield, Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich, who I don't think is going to be there that long, especially now since they lose and they're going to try to probably turn him into an asset to pick up on something. Um, you have something there, and if they get another, they'll probably get another lottery pick, and we'll see what they do with that because their draft history isn't the best. But that was a while ago. They they've been on a good track. Um, over the recent years, so you know, maybe it may be some some um, what do they call it? Um, Hope. Yeah, but they some light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It might be some type of blessing in disguise. We shall see. Um, we also had Serge Ibaka, Cal Lowry, and now OG Ananobi all get mm-hmm. injured in the same week. It's crazy because the Raptors still look very good without yeah, Chris Boucher, Terrence yeah. Davis. They all just coming in like we gonna hoop. Next I love man, me some Freddie. This Brevin, is, if he be hooping out this is a good segue because um, I got this article right in front of me about the NBA sending a memo declaring that load management is not a description for injury. Um, and it just basically says <clears throat> the NBA is making it clear that load management is not going to work as an official <clears throat> injury designation. Um, Jeff Ziegler. Uh, Zilgit of USA Today shared in a Twitter thread key parts from a memo sent by NBA President of League Operations Byron Spruell to NBA teams on the topic. The memo said low management is not an injury or an appropriate description of an injury under the injury reporting procedures. Zilgit provided additional context that suggested this clarification was driven by the status of Kawhi Leonard in his first season with the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, more for memo low management or a similar phrase such as return from an injury is a permissible description only in connection with a healthy player who misses a game due to rest that is permissible under the resting policy. 
In essence, league doesn't want Clippers using load management as a reason for sitting Kawhi Leonard in games since Clippers have determined and told NBA that Leonard is suffering from an ongoing injury to a patella tendon in his left knee. Mm-hmm. And so basically, you can't say low management. Yeah. Say he's out with a knee injury. Yeah, that's yeah, what they can just say knee soreness. Yeah, like yeah. Something simple like that. Because that's that's essentially yeah, it's what it's been. Because he's been dealing with this for what two years, three years now. So just say it. Just just say he's injured, which is a fact. They said he was, but they just for some reason attached the low management to it. And now the low management has such a negative connotation at this point in people's mind that just say he's out with a knee injury. And people won't think about it as low management. We're going to start seeing stupid shit. Sore throat. Chris Tapps is going to play tonight. Chris Tapps got benched last night. Yes, he did. But um, it, I don't know why people looked at it as a bad thing. Because Maxi Cleaver and Powell was playing way better than him. Well, I guess you could look at it as a bad thing because... He should be your second best player, and I understand he ain't played basketball yeah. in six hundred days or whatever before the season started. Um, but he still should be a guy that can close out games. That's like mm-hmm. same thing. Well, not even the same thing. This is more extreme than when Larry Marketing got benched for two games in the fourth quarter. Like this is more extreme because Kristaps is expected more. But Porzingis normally does close out games. But yeah, but this one he was god awful, and it's yeah. not the first yeah, game of the season where yeah, he was. That just seems like coaching. Then if you just roll it with that player, yeah, that, and that also working that, time. I think you got to roll with your best play. They well, not your best players, but the guys who's playing good, and they was yeah. trying to compete in that game. And Max Cleveland, Dwight Powell were like hoping that game. Yeah, yeah. I guess but Norman Powell, not Norman. I don't, I don't, I don't it think it'll go. Um, I don't think it'll go forward like that. I mean, it was a, it was a cool. Maybe it's just a, it's a coaching tactic to get your guy to wake up or whatever, yeah, and not let him get comfortable with playing good and thinking he's just going to be given the minutes. But uh, Chris Stapps opened it up with good reception. Was saying he played bad and he understands, you know what I mean, and that he'll play better. And that that the fact that they're six and four with him not really hitting his stride yet means that when he does start getting comfortable, they should be really doing damage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I think it's not it's not that big of a deal to me. Um, still early, ten games in. But yeah. again, I think it's a coaching tactic just so you know your player doesn't get that comfortable because at some at some point a coach isn't going to do that because of how good these players are. Right. All they need is a two minute stretch to change the game. So he could the, the first uh, forty six minutes of a game he can be complete ass. But then next thing you know he hit three threes in a row <laughs> and just won y'all the game. And his stat sheet might say thirteen points, but the people that are watching the game would see the two threes he hit back-to-back or that one big block. You know what I mean? Star players have that ability to, at the snap of a finger, turn the whole uh, narrative of, of how they played um, in a game. We got to talk about the opposing team, though, the Celtics. Eight-game win streak, voted as the best team in the league right now as far as like uh, NBA power rankings. But not a team that we've talked a lot about so far this season for multiple different reasons, but – we can't ignore the A-game win streak. Yes, and this is what I want to say to Celtic fans. A lot of people not really talking about them. Like, it's kind of just like, they're getting they, they little mm-hmm. here, but it ain't a big deal. I think they should they should want that. I think they should want the stand Spurs. Stand the radar. Yeah, the, the Spurs type thing. You stand on the radar, don't get too high, mm-hmm. keep coasting, and then, you know what I mean, get into the playoffs and do what y'all going to do. Yeah. We, we talked about them, like, defensively because they don't really have a center, but defensively their wings are, like, getting after it. Mm-hmm. And I think, that's really helping them. And Daniel Thice? I still don't know pronounce that yeah, man's name. Right. Tice. Tice? I thought it was I thought Tice. It was Tice. When way, I heard a commentator say that, they say um, Tice. He um he is playing very well for them. Um, yeah. he's block- he is their rim protector at this moment, mm-hmm. which is good for them. I'm going to look up the pronunci- Blocks pronunciation. Blocks per game. Give me the top five. Tice. Why Tice. the fuck would you look right at the computer? Tice. Like, what the, what the fuck is I didn't know there? you were about to do that. Blocks, That's the fuck you did. Blocks, Blocks per, per game, game by team. team. Yeah. Um, Bucks. Shit. 
Oh, by team? Yeah. The Lakers are fifth. Lakers. Lakers are one. What? Lakers are one. Jazz. No. No, Rudy no. Gobert ain't really blocking stuff no more. They ain't saying that he ain't playing it's great a, defense. It's a surprising no, I team. I just, uh, the it's Suns. Obvious, it's obvious one team because of Derry, the reason we even brought this up. The Suns. No. The, the Celtics. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so now two more teams. Um, two, uh, one is East, one is West. One is oh uh, Pacers no damn Sixers I know Goga Badati has been blocking no. stuff before he got his concussion. Think um, they're long. Uh, mm. The um, Magic yes oh damn second. that's a good pool seven points and you said one Western Conference team yes they have a guy who has been disappointing his first few seasons in the league but he's been turning up this season the Timberwolves Andrew yes. yeah Andrew Wiggins so the Lakers are first Magic are second Celtics are third Timberwolves are fourth and Bucks are uh, fifth. Bucks six point one, Timberwolves six point four, Celtics six point seven, Magic seven point two, and the Lakers are seven point nine. Damn near eight. What about steals per game? Um, seventy uh, sixers. Yes, they're number one. Bulls. Fourth, Thank wow, you. really? See, you don't watch Bulls games. You don't watch Bulls games <laughs> no, no, because the Bulls that's be, the Bulls Thank be you. stealing shit. The Thank Bulls you. be stealing shit. Oh, yeah. on their brain. That's crazy. Uh, are the Celtics in there? Nope. Um, Raptors. No, really. Defensive teams, Lakers. Did we say Lakers? Yeah, but they're not I don't think they're like uh, Portland. They're top it's ten. It's another long season. team, but they're in the West. Jazz. No, damn. Another long team, but they got in a the big West. point guard. They got a, a wing who's like six nine, six ten. Oh, Pelicans. Yes, Pelicans are fifth. Oh yeah, that makes sense. They got to do. Two they got to be top five in some. One of the teams was also in the blocks list, and then the other team was the Eastern Conference team. That has been better than I think people expected. Uh, the Cavs. No. Like playoff contention better than people expected. Hornets. No. Okay. The Magic. <laughs> Wait, do we say the Magic? No. Who's in the East that's playing better than expected? I just named we it. We got two. some y- two young guys hooping. Two young guys hooping. Playoffs. Playoffs? You're not talking Hawks, are you? No. Okay. I'm looking at them right now, though. Two young guys. The Heat? Yes. Oh, I thought somebody oh. said the Heat. That, oh, that's an obvious answer. <laughs> the heat. And then uh, the last team. I can't give, I, you know. Bucks? Seas? Western Conference. Oh. They were in the blocks list. Suns? No. Timberwolves. Oh, okay. So Timberwolves are top five in blocks and top five in steals. Um, yeah, they're doing anything. Uh, points per game. The Houston Rockets are number one, of course. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are second. The Nets are third. The Pelicans are fourth, and the Suns are fifth. Rebounds per game is the Bucks. Uh, then it's Brooklyn, San Antonio, the Clippers, and the Mavericks. Assists per game, my favorite stat goes to what team? Y'all should know this one. They got two guys that's always like double digit assists. We had a whole argument when I was like, they don't need him because he he can. Now the Suns, the Suns, yeah. Uh, then the Pelicans are second. Memphis is third, surprisingly. Indiana is fourth. And then uh, Philadelphia is fifth. Three point percentage. Who lead? What team leads the, the league? Spurs. In three point percentage. No, not this year. Three point percentage. The, the Raptors. Suns. It's the Suns. No, they not even top five. They are. They, they rock. Okay. The Suns are top. Yeah, because I know Aaron Baines mm-hmm. still hitting that high clip. Devin Booker's still shooting fifty percent from three. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, 50, 50, 50. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think about three point percentage. Man, listen, I want y'all to keep guessing because this is this is a funny team. They're in the East. Three point percentage. Yeah, three point percentage. Um, They're making the most. The Cavs. The Pistons. Pistons. The Detroit Pistons. They're twenty seventh in attempts. 
But first and percentage. You know why I guess them? Because what? they're literally the worst, like the team I would think would be at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> Luke Kennard shoots, yeah. I think, like 45%. Oh, we going to talk about Luke Kennard. We're going to talk about Luke Kennard later Luke Kennard, in this episode. Snell, Langston Galloway is an mm-hmm. underrated three-point shooter for them. But yeah, they, they they surprised me with that. Shout out Blake Griffin and his return. Didn't catch the W because the Wiggins is a great NBA player, apparently. He's on men's restrictions. So. Um, but he still dropped with 19, yeah. 18, 19. Shout out to Blakey Blake. And then the Rockets. What are Rockets at on here? The Rockets are 21st in percentage. Yeah, because Eric Gordon is still shooting 20-something percent Yo, did from three. Did y'all see that Euro from the three-point line he tried to do? No. Ridiculous. Yeah. I you didn't did, see that. Saw, yeah. yeah. It was all over Twitter. Was, <laughs> what the hell is he doing? Um, Celtics. We, we were on the Celtics, right? Yeah. The Celtics are good because they just they are a, a deep team, right? And also what I like about them is that the ball don't stick anymore. It's moving mm-hmm. and it's just fluid. It's, yeah. I think it's literally like the what Brad Stevens wanted. the reason why they, dis, they get disregarded compared to other teams is just because we think like Philly and um, the Bucks are the two teams that are coming out the East. Yeah. And so far, their schedule hasn't been necessarily tough. They mm-hmm. did beat a couple good teams, like they beat the Bucks, a healthy Bucks team. Um, they beat the Raps. They beat us good. on a buzzer beater shot. Yeah, but every other team that they played against, they are like should have beat. And next game, they go against Washington, the Golden State, then Sacramento. So like they're oh, gonna be yeah. on like an eleven game win streak. Probably. I like it though, because I mean that that the best beat the teams, teams take yeah, care yeah. of business. Yeah. Um, but then they have this tough stretch. Yeah. Where they go against the Suns, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and then Brooklyn twice, and then Miami, then Denver. So they like right. they're getting yeah, out the yeah. easy games. I mean, right it, it just plays. Where's so that Brooklyn just, game at? Uh, there, it's one at home oh, first, and then okay. yeah, then in Brooklyn. Ooh-wee. So yeah, we gotta go basketball. Kyrie coming, Kyrie coming. Kyrie better drop fifty. Both they gonna boo the hell out of that man. I can't wait for that game. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a revenge game coming up tomorrow, right? Yeah, Chris Stapps in New York. That's going to be a great It's in New York? It's in New yeah. York. Okay. Because the next Because they just played in Dallas. I think it's Thursday. It might be Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Um, But they just played in Dallas mm-hmm. in the next one. Mm-hmm. But now they're going to New York. Lucas we'll said uh, Chris Stapps might have 30. I don't, I don't think – he wasn't saying it like on the Knicks, but he was just like – he had a tough game. Players go through this, but he'll have 30 next game. He better for the fantasy team. You feel me? Oh. Because he was disappointed <laughs> last night or two nights ago. Shout out to Jalen Brown. He had a real good game last night. Do you um, want to get into this little segment? Kim did they think? Yeah, let's get into Since it. Since Jalen Brown is on let's the thing. Get into it, man. Um, so we've seen plenty of times in the history of the NBA where players starts off the season hot, hot, hot. Yep. And then throughout the season they fizzle out. Um, a great example of this is like Derrick Rose last year from the three pointer, right? He was shooting like forty percent from three in the second half of the season, he didn't hit any. So I'm it's a game saying, Will he keep it up? Right? And I don't want y'all to cop out and just say yes to everything because you like the player. I want you to legitimately think about it. Tell me what you're thinking. I'm going to give you his numbers, and you tell me if you think that player will keep up his current numbers, okay? Mm -hmm. Since we are talking about Jalen Brown, we'll have him first. He is averaging 19.8 and 7.2 rebounds. Will Jalen Brown keep it up? We know he just got his big bag, and it was a very questionable one, but so far this season, he's playing great. I'm going to say no. Um, I'm hoping so. I'm rooting for... uh I'm rooting for almost that. I am rooting for everybody to succeed in the league, especially the young guys who's you know getting their bag and whatever. But uh, I think his numbers are a little inflated right now because he missed about three to four in that in that mm-hmm. game log. In the last couple of games, he had some. He had like a thirty point game in the twenty. So I think it's a little high. Um, but over the the season, I don't know. 
Uh, maybe it will. Maybe Gordon Hayward being hurt will yeah, help. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he could keep that up just because Gordon Hayward going to be out, but that's not going to be over the course of the whole season. Yeah, yeah is, I think Gordon Hayward coming back is going to make his numbers drop. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to keep that up for the whole season. Yeah. It would be nice for them as a team if he could keep it up and also add what Gordon Hayward was bringing to the table with mm-hmm. it. But somebody's number is going to have to drop with Gordon Hayward coming back. That's the truth. And and it's, it's a big possibility it could be Gordon Hayward, too, because, I mean, he's not just going to come back from injury and automatically yeah. just be. Yeah. I'm going to be the one that says he keeps up the 19-7 and seven okay. this season. Okay, I like that. I like what that. did he average last season? 13? Uh, 13 and something, yeah. So, like, it's definitely a big jump so far for Six, JB. Seven. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Next one is Brandon Ingram. He's averaging 26 points per game, seven rebounds, four assists. But the big thing on him, he's shooting 47% from three on five attempts. Last year, he shot like 30-something percent Mm -hmm. on two attempts. So he's doubled his three-point attempts and makes. So will he keep this up? Because this is like, this is all-star level type stat line. I don't think he's keeping that up, especially when Zion come back. I think his efficiency can remain the same, but I think his points will take a dip. I'm the opposite. I think uh, his points stay the same. Maybe his efficiency not so much. Yeah. When I look at that team, they just don't have anybody that would stop or hinder that. Uh, and since he solidified himself early in the season, that he's their guy as far as scoring-wise. Uh, Drew Holiday is probably still their best overall player because of his two-way ability and uh, his, his combo guard ability to be both on and off the ball. <clears throat> just that veteran, that veteran leadership. But um, as far as just shooting and scoring an opportunity, yeah. no, it's definitely been it's been games yeah. where it literally looks like he can't miss sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoever's I, on him, and either. he's going to continually continually get the opportunities. Mm-hmm. The more and more he solidifies himself, forty point games, they're going to look at him and say he is our number one option. We want him to shoot, and Lonzo is not going to take <clears> it out of his hand. He wants to promote that. Drew Holiday is the same way. Drew Holiday isn't really a chucker. He's out there just to give you 17 and D up, mm-hmm. possibly a 20-point game. But then even when Zion comes back, Zion isn't going to command 20 shots. He's going to get what he can take off transition and picking and rolls and little dives to the bucket. He ain't going to really be ISO and taking the ball out of your hands. I can't Move wait. out the way, Ingram. Yeah, I can't wait. So so he's back on the back. floor. You know, yeah. I think it might even help him. It might. We might see some more. If if Ingram points drop just a tad, his assist may increase yeah. just a tad. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So. <clears throat> not even just because uh, Zion not going to be out there isolating, like you said, but he's just going to get so many attempts from just playing the game, like the offensive rebounds he's going to get or running in transition. Like Those attempts are just going to build up over the course of the game. Mm-hmm. And some of those are going to come from Brandon Ingram passing him the ball. So I'm, I agree uh, with the assist part. I don't think he can keep up the 26. Like almost averaging thirty, I don't think that's gonna be like where he's at because those are like all star type numbers, and I don't think he's made that like all star jump yet. So I don't think that's gonna stay up. What about his game makes you say that? Nothing about his game says that. I just think that there's other players there, like in the league, that's just gonna that's not gonna allow him to be an all star. And I don't think. Paul George, Kawhi. I think LeBron, he's in that West. Like, those four spots are all taken. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Because a lot of them motherfuckers are missing chunks. So let's let's talk about the next Except guy. Kawhi. Another yeah. four that's putting up all-star type numbers, Andrew Wiggins. Who would have thought that we'd be talking about Andrew Wiggins averaging 25 and a half, five rebounds, and two assists? Mm-hmm. Will he keep it up? Or is this just a hot start from Wiggs and his old self will show up again? He's done this before. Where he come out and hoop, and it looks like he's gonna make that jump, and then he just fizzles back. So, so, so you're saying this? But is, on this the flip is not side to that argument, Derek, I, I'm he's done this it. before, as in he's been a 23 point scorer. Yeah. So, 
It's both. He's yeah. probably had moments where he came out hot and was killing and didn't fizzle mm-hmm. out. But he's also had moments where he came out hot and killing and it stayed the same way. Nobody cared, though, because they were young and garbage. Now it's it's like he had those years where it was down. So now people are giving him more attention. It was dragged through the neck mud. He had the arguments with different people, the Jimmy Butler situation. And they're kind of a competent team. They're winning. And what I like now is that he's actually like the point guard. And I think yeah. that's really helping him and his numbers. So if they continue to play him and Jared Culver together, where Wiggins is the primary ball handler, I think that really is going to help his numbers. Probably just that's who's the primary ball to me, Jared Culver. I just think mm-hmm. Wiggins gets a little bit more opportunity to handle the ball, but it looks like Jared Culver is a point guard to me. Mm-hmm. Even in the box, the box scores, they have him listed as the PG. But I just like the fact that he's he's – like who did they play last night? They played the Pistons. Played and the Pistons. Wiggins kind of closed them out. Yep. He yeah, had the that's answer a, yeah. for everything. I, I'm jumping on on his bandwagon, so I'm gonna say he keeps it up. Okay, I like how he's playing this year. Because <clears throat> so so far he hasn't shot the three ball well, but he's hit that clutch three. Yeah, he is the he, clutch he threes. I'm also I'm agree with Mike too. I think he keeps it up. I think he's found. I think mm-hmm. he's kind of figured it out. Like. Let me play my game. Yeah. Let me I, do I like I do. him without an actual point guard. It just forces yeah, the ball yeah. into his hands a lot more. Yeah, and I think he um. I think, he, like I said, I think he's figuring it out. We see a lot of times in those overtimes or those fourth quarters where he has t- uh, kind of taken over. He's kind of done it in, in Andrew Wiggins' fashion. It's it's like the threes that y'all talking about, and then he's attacking. Yeah, that mid range bullshit. Yeah, those pull ups been no, those pull ups been going for him too. No, but I'm saying the way he's got to mix it in, just like the, yeah, exactly. You got to mix gotta, it all in, yeah, exactly. all in there together. He used to saddle and then do the high post uh, iso with his back towards mm-hmm. the basket. I like that he's taking the threes and he's attacking and in the mid-range game. It's going to open up because you're doing a little bit more, but attacking the Rams will open And that's going to also get him more free throw attempts. Yeah. Because for a guy that attacks like he did last year and the years before, his free throw attempts were kind of low. But I think Very the team is put together for him and him and Towns to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Covington, again, is a guy that's going <laughs> to feed off of them for threes. Jared Culver is uh, getting better by game, but he's yep. not in a point where he's like, uh, Tyler Hero, anybody that's going to be that's actually scoring crazy. He's his, yeah. the most I mean, scored all their wings can just do a little bit of everything. I like Josh Okoji a lot. Yeah, yeah Josh Okoji. Yeah. I, I think yeah, he I, started last game too. He fits that culture. Yeah. Like they got some going with Jericho, Okoji, mm-hmm. Wiggins, and Towns. I kind of like that group together. And even Covington fits that. Trayvon Graham be, is pretty good defensively. Yeah, he too. is. Yep. And that's a good uh, good coaching decision to start him. Um, Y'all think they're a playoff team right now? They have the eighth seed at six and four. Yes, I think they could be. So. Yeah, because it's just so many injuries, man. It's just a lot of yeah. injuries. Going Who's on. out of the playoffs right now? The Spurs, the Trail Trailblazers, Blazers. the Thunder are the three teams, and the Warriors are the four teams that made it last year that are not in the playoffs. See, the Blazers, I'm sorry, the Blazers, I'm sorry. the Spurs. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, t- I'm the Spurs. I, I'm, I'm sorry. The Spurs are really good. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim Wolves. Y'all had me, but the Spurs. I, I just I'm a big fan. Of the Spurs. Spurs lost to the Grizzlies last night. That's yeah, what they did. I think Lamarcus, Lamarcus and uh, Demar Rosen had tough games. Seems like it. All right, before we get to our next player, we're gonna take our first break. Um, third player is Luke Kennard. He's averaging 18.6, 4 and 4, which is extremely high compared to his last year. I think he averaged like nine points a game last year. Mm-hmm. He's getting more opportunity now um, mm-hmm. with the Pistons, especially with Derrick Rose being out for X amount of games, um, Reggie Jackson being out, and of course, Blake Griffin. Does he keep up this type of scoring? Because he has all the tools to yeah. be able to. He does. I think he's 
probably their shooter with the most green light to just yeah. kind of let it go. So I, I'm I'm keeping up with him. Yeah, I think he's gonna definitely keep it up because I feel like the shot at, shot attempts aren't gonna go away from him. Mm-hmm. And with Blake Griffin being there, it's gonna give him more shot opportunities. So he's shooting 42 percent from three right now on about seven attempts, which is pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. Um, I'm actually doing a little Pistons my league with them and. He's my guy that I'll be letting ride from the perimeter, too. And in real life, it kind of translates the same. I just think he's the perfect fit to a two-man front court like a Drummond and Griffin. They both can pass, uh, especially Griffin. DeAndre Drummond, his uh, offensive rebounding ability. You know, a lot of times you get the mm-hmm. offensive rebound, a shooter is going to be open. And then uh, <clears throat> the guards that they have are kind of penetrating guards like Reddy Jackson, Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, yeah, I, I just think, um, matter of fact, actually – they, he was told, I don't know if it was by directly by Dwayne Casey or somebody in the coaching staff or somebody in the front office, that they want him to shoot. Like, Good. You, you can force the issue. You yeah. want you to and it looks like that. he's opening up his yeah. game, too, more. Like, he'll put the ball in the floor. Yeah, he's yeah. averaging yeah. six. Um, no, 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 I'm sorry. He averaging four free throw attempts a game, and last year he averaged just one. So, like, he definitely, yeah, no, he's definitely opened up his game, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt that he's playing 11 more minutes as well. He only played like 22 mm-hmm. minutes, 23 minutes last year. Um, but, yeah, I think he continue to do it. I think he can be an MIP. Uh, he definitely should be in the run. Yeah. Yeah. So. Pretty much everybody on this list he is like to be MIP in a three-point shooter. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. He, You're right. Yeah. He's one of he the candidates that, that should be there. He's winning with that release, too. Yeah, he's quick with it. Next one is Devontae Graham. He's averaging 18 points per game. Three and a half rebounds and seven and a half assists off the bench for the Charlotte I Hornets. I don't think he can keep it up. Yeah, he, so? he's, he's going to have a good chance to because I feel like him and Terry Rozier, they definitely can split those minutes. They complement each other because yeah. he's he's so pass, yeah. mm-hmm. passing, um, and Terry Rozier like to shoot the balls. It's yeah. like when they play on the court. Every together, time I watch Devontae Graham, he be he, letting them for a Oh, he do. No, he, he, he should make seven threes too. a game. No, he be yeah. mixing people too. Um, so I, nice I, I keep game. it up. I think he can feel that hole of what we wanted from Malik Monk. So I think he'll keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need somebody to lean on and that they yeah. can get excited about. Six because, men of the year right here. Um, because of Malik Monk underperforming or whatever. And I think they'll just, you know, they'll just keep continue to let him do what he's doing. And he yeah. looks like a diamond in the rough. You got a second-round yeah. pick, and why not just, you know, continue to build on that and let him gain as much confidence. And like you said, he's shooting seven threes a game. That's confidence. That's letting it ride. That's being able to mm-hmm. play open basketball. And I don't mm-hmm. see why it would stop. He's playing in his home state. He's from Raleigh, and he's okay. playing in uh, Charlotte. So it's like, hey, he's at home, you know. Hopefully he can stay there. At least maybe that's what he wants. Maybe he doesn't want to stay at home. Maybe he want to travel the world. Either way, um, he's having a great season so far. Next, we have Kelly Oubre, averaging 17.25. I'm guessing that's rebounds, and he's shooting 40% from three, which is the real thing for me. Y'all think he continue to shoot 40% from three? Probably not, but I think he can still have the impact. <clears throat> I think uh, he just fit – yeah, he's just – he just – Fit real well. I mean, he would fit real well anywhere. Mm-hmm. For reference, for people in his forty games with Phoenix last year, he shot thirty-two percent from three, and now he's up to forty. I so. think we may see some see some numbers go back down in direction. Not mm-hmm. as, yeah. maybe not as low. <clears throat> I don't think forty percent for the whole season. Everybody on that team was really shooting well. They're number one three point shooting team in the league. Uh, no, they're fifth. My bad. But uh, Booker shooting fifty, mm-hmm. he's shooting forty. Baines is shooting like forty. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's just shooting the ball real well for, for them right now. But I think uh, the two way ability, his energy, that motor, that 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 vibe he brings yeah. to the team, I think it's real nice. I think it's gonna drop. Is he not gonna be able to stick at forty? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like 
heat the opportunities though. Like why he not? No, no Yeah, the shots no are there. He got playmakers around him. He got Rubio, Devin Booker. So like they gonna he gonna get open I shots. I really think of and then with DeAndre Ayton. like a shooter though. Like he's yeah. more of a scorer. Yeah. Than just yeah. like a, he's just, and then a spot up shooter. Yeah. Uh, next guy is Kendrick Nunn. He lit the league on fire the first week of the NBA. Slow, it's starting to slow down. Yeah, it's already. starting to slow down. Um, but he's averaging sixteen point six two and two. I'm gonna go no. Uh, yeah, I don't no, think no, 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 either. no. Uh, Drodrick is also killing. They just got too too much going on. And it, it was nice, but yeah, I mean, Justice and, Winslow is still out with his concussion. Exactly, he'll be back. The best thing that happened to him is that Deion Waiters decided to eat that stuff, though. Oh, we didn't even <laughs> upgrade on that. So yeah, it came out that he had one gummy. One, one gummy? Yeah. Yes. Where were you been at? He had one gummy, bro. The first initial thing said gummies. Not yeah, now it said one. Now nah, they came out and That's said funny. that somebody gave him one, and he won't. Oh, he tell won't tell. He, yeah, he won't he tell won't. on his teammates or something. Well, shout out to Deion Waiters for that. You know, the rules of the streets apply to the NBA. But it was super. Somebody did a like a um some research behind this, right? The rules of the streets. Show it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody did some research behind this, and a lot of people end up having panic attacks. When they take anything THC related, whether it be smoking weed or yeah, eating a gummy, when they get in the air, yeah, that's your just heart. Yeah, your heart rate shit. goes up. I guess that's even the same thing with alcohol. If you drink, say we're in a, the airport waiting for our plane, because your your blood is thinner in the air, you and get it, way more drunker. Yeah, you get way. You more might drunk. have one beer and be like, "Damn, I didn't drink four of <laughs> That's why it's so crazy when we do see people on the plane drinking. I'm like, bro, is it really that serious? Mm-hmm. We on an hour flight. You really need to get drunk right now? Either way. Um, yeah, I don't think Kendrick Nunn is keeping it up. Next, MVP candidate, Luka Doncic, averaging 28.3, 10.3, and 9.1. Those yes. are some insane numbers. Yes, I believe in Luka Doncic. Well, I think his numbers may stay consistent, but the team's success plays a part in MVP. So they're going to have to really be, like, elite as a team for him to be, get that award. I don't think he's No, he just mean are you gonna, he's, he's putting up right MVP now, like yeah. numbers. Yeah. Oh he's yeah. Asking, he yeah, he's up? definitely gonna can put up MVP. That up? Yeah. No, yeah. I believe in the Luke. Is that an easy one? I'm gonna keep it real with you. Cause those are ridiculous numbers. Have you seen I'm gonna keep man? it a buck. He's gonna keep them numbers. <laughs> that team is built for him to keep those numbers up. That just the way that they play is just like it's made for him to do that. They just play like how I would play with them on two K. It's just like Maxi Kleber and Chris Stapps. The, the super Hardaway funny thing Jr. is that he's uh, averaging nine three-point attempts a game, but he's only shooting 31%. <laughs> so it's like I'm he's fine shooting with that them. Because yeah. But they just, yeah, they're just I not really falling. The only person I expect to take nine and shoot high is Steph. Next guy is Damian Lillard. He's having, I think somebody put, said on Twitter, he's having the season that we thought – Steph Curry will have where like everything is on his shoulders mm-hmm. and he's averaging 33 5 and 7 he obviously had that 60 point game so his numbers may be a bit inflated right now can he continue to average over let's go over 30 not specifically mm-hmm. 33 can he average over 30 this season can he yes will yeah. he no I don't think he will it's gonna be tough but I think he, he could do it because so far this season CJ hasn't really been that good yeah so he's been actually taking more of that scoring than he normally would um, so, yeah, I think once CJ picks it up, maybe Dame numbers take a step back because he won't need to do that no more. Right, because he's definitely one of those guys who could tell, like, if my team needs scoring, he'll do that. Or if he yeah. knows that somebody's rolling, he's, he'll let. He definitely has stretches in the game where he's just like, I'm not passing the ball. Like, yeah. he, he's taking a shot. 
at the same time, damn, he could he could do it. Damn, has the ability. He, he also got averaging seven assists a game, which is which what is damn average, good. Like I'm gonna like look something? it up. He averaged like almost. Seven uh, he assists averaged 26 though. last year with nine assists, and he's averaged 27 the past two years. So, I mean, yeah. he could definitely average 30. But he could average 30. I, I, I agree with Derek. It's just like one extra three made a game. Mm-hmm. He can do that. He yeah. can do that. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say yeah. Somebody got to average 30 this season besides hard. Who else is in that running? It's Harden. Oh, Luca's in the running. Kyrie is in the running. Um, next guy before his injury, Cal Lowry was averaging twenty six, four, and six and a half, putting up all star numbers again. Those, those Greek Freak averaged twenty nine point seven. So oh yeah, true. true. Those numbers are going to drop. What? Cal Lowry's twenty six and a half, four, and six and a half. Yeah, he's going to drop around twenty. Yeah, <laughs> twenty six is a little bit. He high, was going to come high. back to earth eventually. Yeah, been hooping, he was hooping. No, yeah, yeah, he was. Oh yeah, definitely got to give him his credit. Um, and then the very last one I have on my list is Shea Gilders Alexander. He's averaging twenty one six and three on some pretty decent efficiency. Another I think. Guy. Yep. Yeah, I think. I think, I think this the is the same year that Victor Oladipo kind of had his jump when he had went to the Pacers. Mm. I think he's seeing the same jump. Interesting. Malcolm Brogdon did not make my list, but y'all know he's also having great numbers right now. Um, <laughs> these, these are just basically the top twelve guys in my eyes that are also in the running for. Uh, most approved player that just has some big number jumps. I ain't even mentioned Trey Young, who's also on this list, averaging 28, 8, and 4. But there's just all so many people are just having great seasons so far this year. And it's um, it's good to see. Is it? Because yeah, that's, like that's it. also something, an argument. Like, do y'all like a more defensive team or a more offensively powered team? I like both. Yeah. I like when we have, you know, I, I hate when the, everybody in the league is trying to do the same thing. I kind of like when the. Uh, you know, when when the uh, tempo was first started increasing, but you still had the grid and grind Grizzlies, yeah. Tony Allen. It was like they had their own little thing. Um, then you had some teams that were just powered by real good players. Then you had a Spurs team with like a real good system. Mm-hmm. It was different teams doing different things, their own little like systems. Now it just feels like everybody is trying to do the same thing. We have stretching bigs, and mm-hmm. they're trying to run up and down the floor and space the floor. But um, there's still a couple hidden teams that still have different principles that they live live upon. Uh, the Spurs are definitely still a team that does what they do. Uh, the Pistons are, you know, the Bulls are are a little unique with the two front court players that are the best players on their team. Um, but yeah, um, I'm just a little upset, and I'm a little mad that my damn team is so stupid. Oh, I forgot to. I forgot that was even news. <laughs> you know, talk to um, you know, it's it's just disappointing because I look at teams across the league, whether they're good or bad, and I just see that they have certain things that are going well for them. Um, like the Bulls. The Bulls. Oh, yeah, talk to me about the good things about the Bulls because as a fan, I mean, it's not that many. The, the, good thing, the good thing about y'all is that I feel like y'all biggest thing would probably be a coaching change. Like, y'all, True. I, I look at all of y'all yeah. fans because I follow a lot of y'all because obviously I'm in Chicago and because you're a Bulls fan. Um, and all of y'all kind of have the same thing. It's one accord. It's one problem. It's one issue that y'all think. I don't hear a lot of y'all looking at the roster and saying, man, Zach Levine just ain't it. Oh, no, you, no, oh no. okay. You, you don't follow the right people. Yeah. You telling me the whole right back that Zach Levine was not it. That's why I said that we would trade him for Mark Come, come on, but that's, that's a bit that's extreme, a, that's, though. That's a very dumb straight. I like Zach Levine for y'all. He tried to justify it real quick. <laughs> I also like Wendell Carter for y'all. Wendell Carter's like our best player right now. The big thing about us is that we're just not hitting shots. We're getting good shots. It's just not falling. We're, we're top... 
um, top 15 in offense and defense. We just can't get wins because we aren't hitting shots. It's, it's simple for us. Hit our shots, mm-hmm. fire the thumb, and then boom, we're, we're a playoff team. Player, but those are big things. Player personnel, I don't really give a damn what a fan is saying because fans are stupid as hell to me. Like, and, and not stupid as hell, I mean emotional as hell. So, like, somebody have a, a three-game stretch where they ain't doing something spectacular and everybody wants to attack that player or, or be real on that player in a 10-game span, I'm not really for that. But I just think every time I look up and I'm really looking at people who I care about, their opinion about the Bulls or their t- particular team, and I just think that it's coaching is the main thing. Um, but y'all actually have substantial talent. When I look at the, the Knicks... We have guys that can make us a team that has substantial talent. We have mm-hmm. potential. We have some substantial <laughs> potential. But we st- we haven't had guys yet that have solidified themselves. I feel like Zach Levine is solidified in the league as a shooting guard. He's going to start. He's a, a clear-cut starter, borderline all-star. I feel like Laurie Markin has solidified himself as one of the top young players in the league. And I think Wendell Carter is on his way with the same thing. Okay. Um, the, the, the Knicks, we don't have that. I'm not as good as I'm not as like or a last episode, but like, who do you really want to start? Because y'all have so many different things y'all could do with for y'all. My team? Yeah, that's what I, that that's like. What I'm leave, just just for the point guard, who would you start at your point guard? This, it, this is a th- this is the thing. It changes, and that's why what I try to communicate with to the to the Nick fan base that keeps that follows us and, and mm-hmm. communicate with me is it's like. It's the toughest job in the world when you have a roster that the front office put together, and it's just it's just inconsistent. It's right. full of like youth and because y'all really got but no structure. Y'all just yeah. rolling players out there and trying to test the waters with it. But this is why because the front office we lost, we're two and eight. We lost to who did we lose to? We lost to y'all lost to the Cavs by twenty at home. And then the, the 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 president and the GM came out and had a press conference at the podium. We signed all those motherfuckers. Over the offseason, I had not one press conference. We come out 2-8 and eight and get blown out and we have a press conference about them being disappointed, which made no sense because anybody here could have guessed that the Knicks were disappointed. Of course, right. they're 2-8. But that's my point. A, a team that has a press conference like that is a team with high expectations. I'm not saying we should have dirt yes, low I was going to say, what were the expectations for y'all? But Did that's the point. Like- we can't have a youth movement when our front office is expecting us to be a legitimate team. Yeah. So you're putting Fisdale in a predicament where it's like, do I play my young guys? Are we developing? Or is this a rebuild? Or do y'all want me to play the vets and win? Because y'all went out and spent all of our budget on trip contributing yeah. vets. There's a picture that I'm looking at right now that I saw I saw on Reddit. It's a Bobby Porter's going up on four uh, Cavs jerseys with three shooters at the <laughs> three shooters wide open. Kevin Knox, uh, Marcus Morris, and Wayne Ellington. Your three best three point yeah. shooters are wide open, and Bobby Porter's want to take it up on four I, but people. Th- this is the thing about this optic is that I need to see the full play. No, because yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the offensive rebound going up. He's not. He, he can't see them. But if, just, he got, if he just got this the ball, picture alone is just hilarious to me, though. If he got the ball in a certain situation, and he just was going right up, back up, is dumb. But if a player gets off his rebound. I'm trying to hurry up and go back up. He can't see what's behind. Bro, I'm going to find this play. I'm going to go back to the NBA archive. Shout out to uh, League Pass. But I, w- I actually do want to see what happened on this play. Yeah, I do too. Where they got in this predicament where he's just going up on four people. With three. And, <laughs> and then the cop, the caption said the Bobby Portis experience, which but is But, yeah, hilarious. I mean, that's just my main thing to no, answer I your said, question. Like, no. it, there's guys who yeah. you look at on our team and you say he's the starter. Mitchell Robinson is the starting center. Yeah, he's he's been injured and stuff. Um, but other than that, after the that, it's like y'all don't know. And then and the veterans Randall. y'all have, y'all don't even know if they're going to 
be there. For, yeah, Bobby like Portis had an amazing time. game against the Bulls. Then you have a clip of him doing that against the Cavs. <laughs> that's inconsistent. That's the inconsistency I'm talking right. about. Uh, who else? Wayne Ellington. He comes out. He make four threes one game. Then next next thing you know, he has four turnovers and no threes. Your Frank Nealakina comes out and shows flashes. Then the next game, he's you know he doesn't have confidence. Dennis Smith Jr. has been. You know, kind of MIA yeah. because of the death in his That family. team lacking direction kind of hurts them. Uh, a Trier lot. has games where he comes out and explodes for 20 and a half. Then he has games where he just chucks the first five shots, you know, first five possessions he's on the court, he just chuck. So it's very inconsistent. And like Mike just said, there's no clear cut direction from up top. And that's always been a problem. No matter the coach that we had, no matter the players that we have, up top has always had these inconsistencies. And until that changed, you know, that's just the problem. Right. That looked like the play. No, it wasn't. It's too uh, early. Hold on. I, we legitimately about to find this play because I'm so curious to how they got in that You know situation. the exact time it happened? Yeah, it got the scoreboard in the bottom right. So it's two minutes after this. So let's go a little bit in the future. It was at 8-something, eight 8.30. Now, I know this is probably terrible for the audio listeners, but. Oh, wait, that was just it. That was the play right there. Hold on. Rewind 20 seconds twice. It was at 8.20. So this is the. Nope, never mind. So he did get an offensive board. And he went right back he up. He went yeah. right back up. <laughs> and they didn't call foul. So Marquis drove through the lane. He got it. I'm going to go rewind it so we can watch it live. They didn't call foul on it. <laughs> wait, wait. Now, this is hilarious, though. Um, I'm going to get y'all play by play at home. So right now, they're on the defensive side of the ball. Great block by Kevin Knox. My boy. Frank Nielakino on the break. He gives it to the Morris brother, who's going to... Della Dover puts up a shot, misses. Bobby Portis with the offensive rebound. He goes right back up and gets blocked by Matthew Della Dover with the three perimeter shooters. Watching wide open. that clip, though, it kind of explains what he said, where he just got the rebound and went back up immediately. That's why context is yeah. important because you'll see that screenshot and you'll be like, this play looks crazy as hell. But he just did what every big man would do. You get the ball, and that's what they teach you as a big man. You get that ball right there at the rim and you go right back up. But it was but, it was a sea of red jerseys. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. You aggressively go up, you think yeah. you're going to get the foul or you're going to you know, you get the bucket. And so it ended in that. a bucket. They ended in a bucket at <laughs> the end of the day. Kevin Knox. But um, yeah, come on, y'all got to provide context with y'all. You know, you know what, what I hate the most is when that happens in pro-am where like a big man gets off as a rebound <laughs> yeah. and they just continue to but go up. But you know why? Because you know how 2K is as a game. Mm. It's manual like that. So Mike, don't do that. <laughs> my Mike is pretty good at it. Mike loves kicking the ball out. That's why yeah. I love playing with Mike. But uh, I forget who used to be us and they used to do that. Uh, what else? Uh, no, not even just uh, John. John. John is yeah. the king oh, of not passing out. Center. Yes, John was our center. But yeah, that was my, my, my biggest thing is just that there is no sense of direction from up top. Because mm-hmm. that direction it. just gives like context of what y'all trying to do or what the expectation was if and I mean I'll, just like if you think about the Atlanta Hawks what they did if they have Trey Young and John Collins like they know that's the direction even if exactly. they don't win 40 games or even get close mm-hmm. to the playoffs if they see that John uh, John Collins and Trey Young are doing what they're supposed to do and getting better they could take that away from that season and but it, it, just, it just allows Lloyd Pierce to, to coach from a comfortability but go ahead at the beginning of the season when we looked at that roster and we uh-huh. had said like this team is bad. You have said you can't tell me that this team that we have right it, now. It is but, better. But, but listen to this, though. Listen to this. Listen yeah. to this response. I went into the season saying, yeah, you can't tell me that that team is god-awful. Because you can't. On paper, you cannot tell me that that team is god-awful. But I also said if that team boomed, I would not be surprised. But if that team also was the eighth seed or if we were the ninth seed and was like a decent kind of competitive, you wouldn't have been like, oh, my gosh, that's the news." Newsworthy thing of the season. That's a hot topic. The Knicks are solid. You would have been like, yeah, they got a little solid team. I think that would have been a hot topic. It would have been for sure. Uh, (laughs) They haven't been good in so long. The ninth and missed the playoffs, that would have been a hot topic. 
Yeah. Yes. That was the best season y'all had in like half of a decade. Of the NBA. It would have been hot talking for us. But for the, I don't think the NBA would have gave a damn. I think that the NBA would have still laughed and said, hi, look, they thought they No, because it would have been no. good basketball back in New York. I yeah. think it would have been like big for the NBA. I think so, too. Honestly, I think so, too. Because we haven't had good basketball in New York in the years. we have to win. I think we have to Like win. a championship? No, no, no. We have to we have to make the playoffs. I don't think I don't think they go I don't think anybody will let up on mm. us until we win. Because I think teams are going into the garden just like yeah. free cheese. Because what was y'all on the And Marcus Moore said that was dead this year. And <laughs> that's not true. The goddamn Cavs. What did we have them on our list when we were ranking teams? We're, the one we were thing, the I had like around like twenty eighth, right? I had them around twenty sixth, twenty fifth. So them being like a nineteen in these would have been definitely some news. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I, I disagree. I think we would have to make the playoffs. I don't think nine or ten would have been worthy enough for people to get off our ass to give us credit. Because um, then it would look like y'all had a direction. Like they would have been like, "Oh, this team is right, one piece Kings, away." The Kings were supposed to do that last year, but they were very close to making the playoffs, and they were yeah. big news because they were supposed to build on it this. But season. that's the Kings. Y'all know how people are with the Knicks. People love to make Knicks a laughing stock because we talk about we getting Kyrie, we getting Durant, we drafting. That's because y'all never execute on like the like hype that, around the team. team. Every team wants those players that don't execute. There's I like one team that wins the, the, the lottery. I like Jason Concepcion's tweet. Um, he said, "If a team sucks for a couple years, maybe it's on the coach." If they suck for five or more, that's on management. If it sucks for twenty or more years, that's, that's on the person hiring the managers. Yes. That's a that's an that's the perfect tweet for this situation. Mm-hmm. It is the head of the head needs to be cut off. That's the tweet I got right here on my desktop in a screenshot from Jason Concepcion uh, Network. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Jason Concepcion. <clears throat> so I mean, that's just facts, and that's that's the point I was getting at is that the team, the, the players, and the coach and the team has always been a revolving door in New York. But up top has been the consistent thing over the last twenty years, and you gave um, a whole spiel on that once. You came up oh, yeah, and I broke it down. Yeah, yeah, we had a team that gave two first round picks for Andrea Bargnani, and you know we hired Fisdale. The whole speech that they had was that, oh, you know, we know that's not overnight. We know that you have to build this thing from the ground up, and yet y'all going back on y'all word because y'all ready to to make y'all putting out the groundwork of firing a coach that still has a job. The fact that that's even public it just says a lot about us. Shit like that should always be in house. The same way everybody found out Chris Stapps wanted out, that was dumb. How did that get out? You know what I mean? I know, I know his, brother, his brother and them probably could have had something to do with that, but I just think as a Knicks, we don't know how to keep shit in and we don't know how to do shit the right way. You know what the worst part about what happened last week? Is that a fan at the Garden when y'all were down by 20-something? He got kicked out for starting the chant that says, Fire, fire Dolan, right? He said, Fire Dolan. Um, and they got six security guards to kick this one man out because he started a Fire Dolan chat. Like that's 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 ridiculous. You that's, can't that's, you can't have an opinion because that the same thing happened a few years ago. Yeah. Um. They get a dude was like sell the team, and he like, got kicked out. Say? He got banned. You actually, think, what do you say? He didn't even just get kicked out. He got banned from the garden for telling the owner to sell the because team it's because the he's truth. Ass. The yeah. truth hurts. Yeah. If it wasn't the truth, he would have walked his ass through that tunnel and not gave a fuck. But it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck. I'll tell him the same shit. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever. Fuck he you gotta gotta do I don't live in New York. I don't live <laughs> he in gonna New York. He's going to be mad when he gets banned. I'm a Nick fan. I ain't a fan of the owner. So he can kiss my ass. But um, yeah, that shit. And, and even now, even now with being 2 and 8. We could still have some good shit happen. Y'all two games out of the playoffs, according to Fizz. That was a good point. That was a very, very good point. That was a point I would have made if I was at the party. But you think if this shit collapsed, we did the good job of not giving nobody no dumbass money. We put all them people on contracts that was a team option, mm-hmm. and we could trade them. All them are good veterans that can contribute to a team, maybe like the Celtics if they have an injury with Gordon Hayward. Marcus Morris will go back to the, the Celtics and be a nice pickup for them. 
the Celtics, he would go play with his brother Markeith. I mean, a sp- the Pistons, he can go play with his brother Markeith, and he would contribute with the Pistons right, right away. There's about six of them that we can all trade and get some good shit back. It don't have to be over the top. And then we could just move on with the rest of the season with Frank, RJ, Kevin Knox, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Trier, and just continue to grow. And if we get a top three pick, and hypothetically speaking, we get like a LaMelo. A LaMelo ball. That's Imagine that core. That, Y'all literally need a savior. Who I knew he was going to say. It him. could be RJ still because he's, he's still having a good season. But, but y'all need how, a savior. How that core will be. That We have the pieces that if we get another good pick and we like yep. execute it, that's yep. a nice Say the roster. Put, but, it, put it together for but us. But if y'all got a bad ball, pick. Frank at the two because he's guarding everybody. What's a bad pick? Maybe you like, let's say you get 11, 12. I don't, I don't, I don't think we get 11 or 12 in the position that we are at 2 Yeah, they suck right now, man. At 2 and 8, we don't get 11th pick. Mm-mm. We we might not get number one. I think but the, if I'm done putting if, the if I'm not I'm mistaken, the furthest you can drop from your your spot is four, right? So oh. right now the Knicks are what the second worst team in the league, Behind third. The they're tied with the with the Pelicans. Okay. So the lowest they could get was six or seven, one of the two. Which you, it don't matter where you pick. I mean, obviously it helps when you pick up the top. Yeah. The top. You just got to hit your picks wherever you're mm-hmm. at. And uh, some teams do that, some teams And that's don't. where that sense of direction comes in, too, because it just lets you know who to pick. But for their case, they might just have to pick the best player available. Yeah, no matter what position. It don't matter. Yeah, yeah the best player available. Um, I'm done putting out the hope and doing all that as far as we going to get this guy. I was, I was never the person that was like, we going to get this person. <laughs> but LaMelo Ball, when you talk about savior, man, I look at LaMelo and I be like, the dude don't give a fuck. He gonna play everywhere he we've seen him play. He's played his game when he yeah. went overseas, which is tough to do because overseas is cutthroat, bro. They don't play that. Those shit. are grown men, too. Yeah, and yeah. He's a grown man, he's shooting from far. He's passing the way he want to pass. Lavar, I haven't heard shit from Lavar. And I don't know how long no, the, the family is starting to become their own people, making their own decisions. Because I watched the show, Lamelo is kind of like I'm trying to just wait to make these decisions until I'm in the league. Because you know, Lavar was like, "Is y'all gonna still be a BBB?" Mm-hmm. And Lamelo like. Shit, I gotta see. I'm, waiting on, I'm reviewing all my options, and I was like, yeah. "Damn, that's kind of dope no, to see." Because you definitely I feel like, see that, yeah, in the past, he would have just been like, "Yeah." Because the same thing with Lonzo, they were talking about his father controls everything he do. Mm-hmm. Right. But so it's just good to see them getting that freedom. Yeah. And you just don't see no more silly shit around. Like I don't see Lamelo on live being goofy. You know what I mean? He's just kind of growing up <laughs> yeah, in front he, of our eyes. Yeah, definitely. He and is. then um, his game is not predicated to do anything extraordinary at the next level. So I feel like he's one of those top young guys in the draft this upcoming season that can come in and have an impact because his game just isn't based on him scoring twenty. So yeah. if he's if it's a hard adjustment to score, he's still just an all around six eight point guard where he'll rebound, and assist, and always find ways to contribute. And um, I wish I had a growth spurt. It's it's good for a big market like because he was what like six three when we met him a few years ago. It was like two yeah, years. Yeah, he ago. was like yeah six three. Mm-hmm. He's like my height now. He's probably looking down. Yeah, he's gonna be like a dog as soon as he comes in. Have man. any of y'all watched college bas- any college basketball? Honestly, no. Me but I heard that no. uh, me Cole Cole Anthony went crazy. <laughs> that's that's what I know. I've been watching highlights, but that's different than watching actual games. You know. It's just too much going on. (laughs) It's just too much going on, man. I can watch some highlights. I look at like the mock draft and then watch their highlights, but that's all I can do at this point, man. I can't I can't invest a whole day to college basketball when there's NBA basketball. Yeah, I was gonna say it's also NBA basketball going on. (laughs) I can't do it. Whole time I can't do it. Would I rather watch Shea Gilgis Alexander or somebody um, you don't know? Or some dude I don't know. Some dudes you don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I do keep up with? The NBA. 
Thank y'all so much for watching this episode of Through the Wire. We out.